0: about me, my glory
1: Hey there, welcome to the Kids Way Podcast. We are a podcast committed to helping kids stay in the way of the King. And if you've never heard of King Jesus, well get ready, you are going to love Him. We pray that you would also learn more about what it means to be on His narrow way. We also use various tools to encourage and teach, from fictional stories to scripture reading, to music, and sometimes even bringing in some kids to contribute. You can find us online at www.kidsway.ca, and there you will find links to our Facebook page and also other info about Kidsway. Before getting into today's episode, we want to thank Jamie Souls for allowing us to use his wonderful music collection. If you would like to check out more of Jamie's music, you can find him at soulmusic.ca. That's www.solmusic.ca. Well, let's get to the story. We pray you are encouraged and pointed to King Jesus through today's episode.
0: The cheek. You break the teeth of the Chapter 3
2: The Pilgrim and Legality Now, as Christian was walking alone, he caught sight of someone in the distance crossing over the field, and by chance they met just as they were crossing each other's path. The name of the gentleman who met him was Mr. Worldly Wise Man, who lived in the town of Carnal Policy, a very large town close by from where Christian came. The man who met Christian had some knowledge of him, for the pilgrim's departure from the city of destruction was widely publicized, not only in the town where he lived, but also it had become the talk of the town in other places. Mr. Worldly Wise Man, having developed some impression of him by noticing his laborious progress, and by observing his sighs and groans and the like, began to enter into some conversation with Christian worldly wise men started. "'Say there, good fellow, "'where are you going in this burdened manner?' "'A burdened manner for sure, "'as great as any poor creature ever had,' replied Christian. "'Since you ask me where I am going, "'I'll tell you, sir. "'I'm going to that narrow gate over there before me. "'There, as I've been told,' I'll be introduced to a way to get rid of my heavy burden. Do you have a wife and children? asked Worldly. Yes, answered Christian, but I'm so loaded down with this burden that I can't find pleasure in them as I used to. I think I'm existing as if I had none. Will you listen to me if I give you advice? questioned Worldly. If it is good, I will, replied Christian, for I stand in need of good counsel. I will advise you, said worldly, that you quickly get rid of your burden, for you'll never be settled in your mind till you do, nor can you enjoy the benefits of the blessings God has bestowed upon you until you do. Christian responded, Well, that's what I seek, to be free of this heavy burden, but I can't get it off myself. Nor is there anyone in our country who can take it off my shoulders. That's why I'm going this way, as I told you, so I can get rid of my burden. Who directed you to go this way to have your burden removed? asked Worldly. Christian answered, a man who seemed to me to be a very great and honorable person. His name, as I remember, is Evangelist. Curse him for his advice, Worldly retorted. There's not a more dangerous and troublesome way in the world than the one to which he's directed you. And that's what you'll find if you allow yourself to be guided by his counsel. You have, as I perceive, already met with some trouble, for I see the dirt of the swamp of despondence on you. That swamp is only the beginning of the sorrows that follow after individuals traveling on that path. Hear me, because I'm older than you. In the way you're going, you're likely to meet with wearisomeness, pain, perils, nakedness, sword. Lions, dragons, darkness, and, in a word, death. And if you think not, these things are certainly true, having been confirmed by many testimonies. And why should a man so carelessly cast himself away by listening to a stranger? Why, sir, responded Christian. This burden upon my back is more terrible to me than all these things you've mentioned. No, I don't think I care what I meet with in the way as long as I can also find deliverance from my burden. How did you come to get your burden in the first place, inquired Worldly? "Uh, By reading this book in my hand, answered Christian. I thought so, said Worldly. It has happened to you as to other weak men who suddenly fall into such distractions by meddling with things too high for them. Those distractions not only strip men of manliness, as I perceive they have done to you, but also cause them to undertake desperate ventures to obtain things they know nothing about. I know what I desire to obtain, stated Christian. What I desire is ease, to be eased of my heavy burden. Worldly then responded, But why seek for ease this way, seeing so many dangers accompanying it, especially since if you just have patience to hear me, I could direct you to ways of obtaining what you desire without the dangers to which you'll expose yourself in the way you're going. Yes, and the solution is apparent. Besides, you also would then meet with much safety, friendship, and contentment. Please, sir, reveal this secret to me, said Christian. Worldly began his advice. Why, In the village over there, the one named Morality, there dwells a gentleman whose name is Legality. He's a very judicious man with a good name, an individual who has skill to help people remove from their shoulders burdens like yours. He's done a great deal of good. This way, he also has the skill to cure those who are driven a little insane by their burdens. As I said, you may go to him and receive help immediately. His house is not quite a mile from here. If he isn't at home himself, he has for his son a handsome young man whose name is Civility. He can do it as well as the old gentleman himself. There, I say, you may be eased of your burden, and if you don't desire to return to your former residence, as I certainly wouldn't encourage you to do, you may send for your wife and children to come to you in this village. In morality there are houses now standing empty, one of which you could lease at a reasonable rate. Food and supplies there are cheap and good, and to be sure, what will make your life even more happy is that you'll live by honest neighbors with favor and in style. Now, Christian was in somewhat of a dilemma, but he soon concluded if what this gentleman said was true, his wisest course would be to take his advice. And with that, he spoke further. Sir, uh, which is the way to this honest man's house? Worldly responded, do you see that hill over there? Yes, said Christian. Very well. You must go by that hill, and the first house you come to is his, advised worldly. So, turning out of the way he was going, Christian went toward Mr. Legality's house for help. But when he reached the hill, it seemed so high And the side of the hill that was next to the pathway had such a great overhang that Christian was afraid to venture farther, lest the hill should fall on his head. So he stood still, not knowing what to do. Furthermore, his burden now seemed heavier to him than while he was in his original course of travel. Flashes of fire came out of the hill, making Christian afraid he would be burned. Here, therefore, he sweat and shook with fear, and now he began to be sorry that he had taken Mr. Worldly Wise Man's advice. He then saw Evangelist coming to meet him, and at the sight of him Christian was ashamed and began to blush. Evangelist drew nearer and nearer, and coming up to him, he looked upon Christian with a severe and dreadful expression. He then began to reason with him. "'What are you doing here, Christian?' he asked. At those words, Christian did not know how to answer, so he stood speechless before him. Then Evangelist said, "'Aren't you the man I found crying outside the walls of the City of Destruction?' "'Yes, sir, I am the man,' admitted Christian." "'And didn't I advise you of the way to the small narrow gate?' questioned Evangelist. Uh, "'Yes, sir,' said Christian. "'Well, how is it, then, that you have so quickly turned aside?' asked Evangelist. "'For you're now out of the way!' Christian began to explain. "'As soon as I got through the swamp of despondence, I met with a man who persuaded me that I could find in the village before me someone who could take off my burden. What was he like? inquired Evangelist. Uh, he looked like a gentleman and talked at length to me, said Christian. At last he convinced me, so I came here. But when I saw this hill and how it hangs over the pathway, I suddenly stopped because I feared it would fall on my head. Uh, what did that gentleman say to you? asked Evangelist. He asked me where I was going, answered Christian, and I told him. And what did he say then? inquired Evangelist. Christian responded. He asked me if I had a family, and I told him, but I said I was so loaded down with the burden on my back that I couldn't take pleasure in them as I used to. And what did he say then? asked Evangelist. He encouraged me to get rid of my burden quickly, said Christian, and I told him it was ease from it that I sought. Therefore, I said I was going to that gate over there to receive further direction on how I could get to the place of deliverance. So he said that he would show me a better and shorter way, not so frequent with difficulties as the way you sent me in, sir. He said that the path would direct me to the house of a gentleman who has skill to take off these burdens. So I believed him and turned out of the path I was I was in to go into this one, hoping that I could soon be eased of my burden. But when I came to this place and saw things as they really are, I stopped for fear of danger, and now I I don't know what to do. Then stand still a little while so I may show you the words of God, said evangelist. As Christians stood there trembling, evangelist said, See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. If they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, How much less will we if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? He also said, But my righteous one will live by faith, and if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. You are the man who is running into this misery. You have begun to reject the counsel of the Most High and to draw back your foot from the path of peace even almost to the hazarding of your destruction. Then Christian fell down at his feet as if he were dead, crying, Woe to me, for I am ruined. At the sight of that, Evangelist caught him by the right hand, saying, All the sins and blasphemies of men will be forgiven them. Stop doubting and believe. Then Christian revived a little and still trembling stood up before evangelist. Then evangelist proceeded, saying, Pay more careful attention to the things I tell you. I'll now show you who deluded you and who it was also to whom he sent you. I'll now show you who deluded you and who it was also to whom he sent you. The man who you met is called worldly wise man. He is rightly called that, partly because he finds only the doctrine of this world tasteful, which is why he always goes to the town of morality to attend church, and partly because the doctrine he loves the most is the one that saves him from the sufferings associated with the cross. Because he is of this carnal makeup, he seeks, therefore, to pervert my ways, though my ways are right. Now, there are three things in this man's counsel you must absolutely despise, continued evangelist. First, his act of turning you out of the way. Second, his work to render the cross offensive to you, and third, his way of setting your feet in the path that leads to the administration of death. First, evangelist explained further, you must despise his act of turning you out of the way, yes, and your own consenting to it, because to do so is to reject the instructions of God for the sake of the advice of a worldly wise man. The Lord says, Make every effort to enter through the narrow door, which is the door I sent you to. For small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. And this wicked man has turned you away from this small narrow gate and from the path leading to it. Thus bringing you close to destruction. Hate, therefore, how he turned you out of the way and detest yourself for listening to him. Second, you must despise his work to make the cross offensive to you. You must consider the cross of greater value than the treasures of Egypt. Besides, the king of glory told you that whoever wants to save his life will lose it. And... If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother and wife and children, his brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. I say, therefore, when anyone works to persuade you that following God's instructions will cause your death, when the truth has said you cannot have eternal life without doing so, you must despise that person's doctrine. Third, you must hate the way he sent your feet in the path that leads to the dispensing of death. And for this you must consider to whom he sent you, and also how unable that person was to deliver you from your burden. Evangelist continued saying, He to whom you were sent, to find ease is named legality. He is the son of the slave woman that now exists and who is in bondage with her children. The slave woman is symbolic of Mount Sinai. This mountain you feared would fall on your head. Now, if she and her children are in bondage, how can you expect to be made free by them? Therefore, legality is not able to set you free from your burden. No one has ever been delivered from his burden by him. No nor is it ever likely to happen. You can't be justified by the works of the law, for no one living can be loosed from his burdens by the deeds of the law. Therefore, continued evangelist, Mr. Worldly Wise Man is an alien, and Mr. Legality is a cheat. And as for his son's civility, in spite of his impressive looks, he is nothing but a hypocrite and can't help you. Believe me, There's nothing in all the noise you've heard from this foolish man except a plan to cheat you of your salvation by turning you away from the path in which I set you. After this, evangelist called aloud to the heavens for confirmation of what he had said. And with that, there came words and fire out of the mountain under which poor Christian stood. These things made the hair on his skin stand up. The words were, all who rely on observing the law are under a curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue to do everything written in the book of the law. Now, Christian was expecting nothing but death, and began to cry out mournfully, even cursing the time when he met Mr. Worldly Man. He called himself a thousand fools for listening to his advice. He was also greatly ashamed to think that the man's arguments flowing only from human wisdom would have such influence with him as to cause him to forsake the right road. After this, he presented himself again to Evangelist in words and reasons as follows. "'Sir, what do you think?' began Christian. "'Is there hope? May I now go back and go up to the narrow gate?' Could I not be abandoned for this and sent back from here in shame? I am sorry I listened to this man's voice, but may my sin be forgiven? Then Evangelist said to him, Your sin is very great, for because of it you have committed two evils, you have forsaken the good road, and you have begun to walk in forbidden paths. Yet the man at the gate will receive you, for he favors mankind. Only take heed that you don't turn aside again, lest you perish from the way. Then Christian committed himself to go back, and after Evangelist had kissed him and given him one smile and bid him Godspeed, so Christian went on with haste without speaking to anyone by the road, and if anyone asked him something, he would not condescend to answer. He walked like one who was constantly treading on forbidden ground and could by no means consider himself safe until he once again got onto the road that he left in order to follow Mr. Worldly Wise Man's advice. That concludes Chapter 3, The Pilgrim and Legality.
0: Shields about me, my glory, and the lifter of my head. I cried aloud to the Lord, and he answered me from his
1: holy. Hymn. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode.